Welcome to Pop Culture on the Rocks. All right, so welcome to Pop Culture on the Rocks, our very first episode. This is exciting. It is. I'm very excited. We've been wanting to do this for a minute. Yeah, we've been talking about this for a while, and, you know, there's no better time to start than uh, a new season of Big Brother, you know? Exactly. And an all-star season, so the timing worked out really well. It worked out perfectly. Um, So we can talk a little bit about ourselves just so people know who they're they're listening to their pop culture stuff from so i'm we are reliable sources i'm sorry we are it's okay (laughs) so um i'm callan and i love the bachelor i love cbs reality shows um i'll pretty much watch anything at least once if you recommend it, I'll probably try it. It just might take me like five years to get there. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that on a personal level. Yeah, it's it's hard. <laughs> it really is. My name is Anna, and I also love CBS reality shows. I have never seen an episode of The Bachelor, and I really like documentaries, I'm obsessed with podcasts, hence why I wanted to host one. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. There you go. And I'm the same way. I'm open to to really watching anything, uh, and I will give any show one season to to give them a shot. So That's a good thing to mention, because I feel like every time somebody recommends a show, it's like, you know, the first season isn't great, but you should really stick with it. And it's like, oh, yeah, that really makes me want to watch it. Yes, I feel like that's what happened with Parks and Recreation. Mm -hmm. I did not watch that show when it was on TV. And I remember everybody was like, you've got to watch this show, but you just got to get to the first season. And I'm like, well, okay. Obviously, I'm glad that I did because it is a great show, but yeah, it is one of those things where it's like, you just got to read the first two books and then the third book's really good. Exactly. Like, it's worth it in the end. It's like, okay, that's whatever. I did want to say, as far as like introducing ourselves, Callan and I do not live close to each other, so I feel like this podcast is a little bit of like us connecting over our favorite things. Or us educating each other on our favorite things over a beverage. Mm-hmm. So Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. We've been long distance friends um, our entire friendship. Not just uh, in pandemic times. So, um, yeah, this is a way for us to be able to connect over things we love um, and just have fun. And uh, we kind of started because we we're already like having long discussions over Marco Polo and talking about shows. And we were like, why not record it and see if anyone else like has some input on, you know, all these shows and movies and podcasts and books when we get it back into reading and all that, you know? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So um, every episode we are going to start out with 
saying what we're drinking because this is called pop culture on the rocks hello um what we're currently watching or consuming i guess is a good word um because it doesn't have to be like a show and then um one reason why we should be on the amazing race which (laughs) we can come back to yeah we'll come back to that we'll circle back so we can start with what we're drinking so anna what are you having tonight i am having truly which is a hard seltzer. I'm trying to be Ooh. like ASMR here. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, I'm going to stop. <laughs> like whisper. Um, <laughs> yeah. It is the watermelon and kiwi flavor, which I've never had. I've had tr- some Trulies before, but I've never had this one. Okay. Um, and we got 5% alcohol. So there we go. Woo. Living life on the edge. I know it. <laughs> um, well, I'm also having Truly. Um, you'll hear me open it right now. And nice. I, I've never had Truly before. So this is going to be a fun experience. But I have the original a lemonade. Experience. A truly new experience. <laughs> um, we love puns, everyone. Uh, yeah, it's the original lemonade. So... I don't know. I, I don't know if like lemonade was their first flavor or whatever. I don't know why it's original, but um, yeah, I don't know if they originally started with lemonade either. But I've had the lemonade, and then I've had, I think it was mango, and it was they were both good. Okay, I, so I okay. I don't know if they started like with lemonades and then moved mm-hmm. on to other flavors. I don't know. Well, I'm very excited. I guess I'll take a sip. You know, if you want to cheers to our first episode. Cheers from socially distanced. Yeah, through FaceTime. Very nice. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. crisp. Very Very refreshing. Very summery, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, our summer flavors. Okay, awesome. I like it. Um, So, I guess we can go to our next part, which is what we're watching or listening to. Which I am, I told Anna, I've been watching The Bachelor Goat <laughs> um, this summer. Is that what it's uh, called? Yeah, it's literally <laughs> called that. Wow, I had no idea. <laughs> it's a little bit late to the goat game, I feel like, because I feel like that's what people said like three years ago. But <clears throat> yeah, it's a Bachelor Greatest of all time. And um, so they're like playing old seasons but condensed into three hours Hmm. so I'm getting to relive like back when I was 12 and watching this and I still remember exactly what happens and like seeing what is going on with these people so that's fun um and then getting to tell my roommate all the facts I know about all these people that's just absurd and I know way too much about these (laughs) bachelor people but it's all right so we all have our yeah our things and there's nothing we do. wrong with that. Yeah. Exactly. I've been watching Big Brother, of course. <clears throat> I know we'll get into that later. I'm also on Tough as Nails, which is a new reality show that is on CBS. And that's been pretty fun. Um, also, I, as I said in my intro package... Um, (laughs) I am a big documentary person, so I am currently watching, uh, Scientology documentary. Ooh, is that on Netflix? It is on Hulu. I'm sure there are some more on Netflix, but, 
I'm watching one on Hulu. Okay. That'd be yeah. very interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have, uh, speaking of documentaries, I've watched all of the episodes of Down to Earth with Zac Efron. Yeah. Um, except for the last episode because we don't want it to be over. So we're just not Aww. watching the last that's episode. A, that's a sign of a good show, though. You don't want it to it end. It is. It is. We have really enjoyed it. Um, it's just been so good. Like, I feel like I'm learning things and also unlearning things. And Zach is just like, uh, I don't know. He is so eager to learn things on the show. And it just makes you feel like you're there learning with him. So I think it's yeah. fun. And he's not afraid to be like, what? I didn't know that existed, <laughs> you know? Right, yeah. Um, so you don't feel dumb. But it's been really cool. So, yeah. I'm sure we'll have a a segment on that at some point. Definitely. We will definitely dive in more. We'll ask for one reason why we should be on The Amazing Race. Do you have a thought or, uh, you I know? have so many thoughts. Please I have share. so many thoughts that it would cover every single episode of this podcast for as long <laughs> as we live. <laughs> well, great. <laughs> I would basically do anything to get on The Amazing Race. Um, that's Callan and Mai's, like, is that how you say that word? English person? That's Callan and my dream. It, it was Callan's and my. Callan's and my dream. There we go. That's this a very why... hard one. Thank you. So you're, <laughs> I'm glad you it wasn't really an well. easy one, so you're kind of like, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> no, that's a really hard one, and you did better than most people. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate it. I think everyone needs a grammar person in their life, so Callan is that person for me. Anyways, what I was saying, back to The Amazing Race. That is Callan's and my dream is to be on that show together, so first thing that popped into my head I would get braces again to go on the amazing race wow (laughs) (laughs) that's so good I don't know why that popped into my head but it did and I don't know if the braces would be like part of the race like is that like a detour you have to sit into a dentist chair and get it get braces I don't know but I had a horrible time with braces and I, I would do it again if I have to well, that means a lot coming from you. And honestly, <laughs> I, um, I'm i laughing because, like, that's never crossed my mind. But I feel like that really does show your commitment. But my first question, honestly, is, like, why <laughs> would that be a requirement? It's like, <laughs> I'm sorry, you can be on the show, but you need to have straighter teeth. <laughs> so give it a few years. <laughs> I don't know. That would be, like... If I was, you know, like ten years old and had like horribly looking teeth, yeah, I don't, I don't know, I don't know why that would be a thing, but, but you know what would be the the best move would be if you had to have the braces to get on the show, then you know how like you used to like color coordinate your braces to holidays and stuff. Well, then you can just like do the orange and red and match it to the clues. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. You're basically a clue in itself. Exactly. Maybe that's why you had to get the braces. <laughs> I love that. Um, well, dang, I I don't 
I guess, I mean, I would get braces again, so I'll just hop on that bandwagon. I mean... You had the rubber bands. You were, like, serious braces person. Oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I remember the the few days where I could not open my mouth more than, like, half an inch. So, yeah. I feel like that's pretty hardcore, so... It was, like, some serious geometrical, like, stuff going on in your mouth. And that little like hook they give you to try to like do (laughs) them oh my gosh I I don't think I've ever felt less coordinated than trying to do that because it ended up being easier to not use that at all but it was like trying to catch a fish like on a hook it was so (laughs) stupid right making life harder for you exactly but well you know what hashtag team brace face I used to love that show. I did too. I did too. And you know who did the voice? I don't. Um, the voice of Braceface, which I guess was a Disney Channel original. They didn't just play it on there. I, th- I think it was a Disney Channel show, but um, the voice of Braceface was Alicia. Um, what's her last name? The girl from Clueless. Oh, from yes. uh, the main girl, Silverstone? Yeah, that- Silverstone. See, I wanted to say that, but I was like, that doesn't sound right. That sounds like a villain of some sort, but that's her name. <laughs> so, got Silverstone, the Silver Surfer. <laughs> I know. That's what I was thinking. But yeah, she did the voice of Braceface, wow. which is really funny. And if you ever like look up a clip of Braceface, then you'll hear it for sure. But yeah, so hmm. I didn't fun fact yeah, that for is fun. you. Yeah. You're full of fun facts. It's very helpful. Well, sometimes it's like, why do I know this? But, you know, on this podcast, I feel like it's actually useful. So. Exactly. For sure. So um, every week we are going to um, take turns educating the other one on a show we're watching or a movie we saw, a book we're reading, etc. Some piece of pop culture. Um. Because we kind of understand that we get, like, recommended things all the time, but you don't have time to watch everything. And sometimes you just want the Cliff Notes or the Wikipedia. And we're here to be that for you. If you don't want to know, if you don't want to sit and watch, you know, two months worth of The Bachelor, three months of Big Brother, then we'll just tell you what's going on. Um, And, of course, we will provide our own commentary. Naturally. (laughs) Um, so this week I'm going to tell Anna about some bachelorette drama that's going on because like she said earlier, she's not, she's not a fan. You don't watch, you've never watched a season, right? No, I haven't. Good. I'm excited (laughs) for this. I'm a bachelor virgin. (laughs) How ironic considering some of the last couple seasons, um, where that was a hot topic. Um, (laughs) Lovely. And I know you've seen some stuff on Twitter, right? You kind of like, what do you know? Tell me what you know from your perspective. All I've seen was a headline um, about something with The Bachelorette and that something changed. But I did not look into it because normally I, I may have read an article or something. But since I knew that we were doing this, I was like, it'll be more fun to have Cowan explain it to me. So, yeah. Um, Claire was cast as the bachelorette um a few months ago so like the bachelor ended in the beginning of march um 
and Claire Crawley became the Bachelorette. She, you know, they do the thing where it's like, if you get dumped, you're probably, like, you make it pretty far, you'll become the Bachelor or the Bachelorette. Then following season. So she is actually not from the most recent season. She was on um, Juan Pablo's season. Mm. I don't, uh, I want to say, like, six years ago seven or eight years ago i don't know it was a while ago yeah um and so juan pablo season first of all is like known to be the worst season ever (laughs) he kind of sucks um (laughs) and that's just like a you know common opinion yeah and so a lot of people liked claire from that and i was never like a huge fan of hers but whatever So, anyway, she went on to be on a couple seasons of Bachelor in Paradise, and then she um, was on Bachelor Winter Games, which... I've never heard of that. Okay, so that was um, in 2018 when the Winter Olympics were happening. Interesting. I think this was was like ABC's, you know, watch us instead of NBC. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Um... And so it was like a few weeks and they all lived in a house together and they had like different competitions that were like Olympic themed. And the thing was, though, is that you had Americans and then you had actually people from um, Bachelor slash Bachelorette in other countries, which is what made it like Olympic E. Okay. And Claire was on that, fell in love with a guy named Benoit from France, and mm, bonjour. that <laughs> bonjour. That did not work out. Um, no. And so, yeah, then she was cast as The Bachelorette. Well, obviously, she was supposed to start filming, like, March-ish, um, late March, and uh, that was not possible because of the situation we're all living in, and right. so it got delayed, and meanwhile, they let out the cast. Like, they revealed the cast. Well, people got mad because Claire is pushing 40. Okay. And uh, there was one guy who was 40, a couple in, thir- in their 30s, and the rest were, like, t- mid-20s and, like, 29 max. Mm. Yeah. And so, like, her friend who also used to be on the show, Michelle, tweeted, like, they need to recast this. You know, this is ridiculous. And, I mean, I kind of agree because people are excited that, okay, we have, like, someone older who's going to be. Yeah. You know, because it's been, like, 22-year-olds recently, and it's just kind of like, eh, that's just a different kind of drama. Right. So, people were excited about, you know, older people, and then they did that. So, um... Anyway, they ended up saying we're going to recast. Well, I don't know what, I don't know the timeline of this, but so they started filming a few weeks ago. They're like not traveling. They're just going to be at a resort. And last week or really early this week, things started leaking that she was refusing to come out of her hotel room and that she was like quitting because she was already in love with someone and how did that happen (laughs) okay well that's what everybody was wondering it's like it's been two weeks and also you signed a contract to like do the whole season so it turns out that 
one of the guys, I don't know if he was like originally cast or was part of the recasting, but anyway, he found a way to like contact her. I don't know if it was through social media or what, but they have actually been talking for a while and apparently are like on the brink of engagement. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And so that's why she was like refusing to do it because she's already in love with this guy that she's been talking to. Um, and then, so, people started getting weird because Tasha, who is from, not this past Bachelor season, but the Bachelor before, from Colton season, she came in third, she was spotted in Mexico at this resort, and so people were like, what? And, um, yeah, she, it's been revealed that she is going to be the new Bachelorette. Oh my, wow. I, I don't know all the details yet, but supposedly they're like bringing people back who I guess Claire sent home. And then also I don't know if they're recasting because I'm like, are really all the same people for Claire going to be interested in Tasha or vice versa, you know? Right, yeah. So, <laughs> I don't know, but it's going to be funny because we're going to get to see all of it, apparently. We're going to see all of Claire's and then, like, have a full season of Tasha. Wow, that's what I was wondering, if they were going to even show Claire's kind of journey through all of that. So, that's interesting. They better show it. <laughs> <laughs> right, give the fans what they want. Because, like, I'm not really a fan of Claire or Tasha, so I am, like, pumped that this madness is going on because I feel like it's exactly what I want to see you know just a little extra sprinkle of drama to get on top of that exactly so yeah I'll keep y'all updated once it starts yeah please do that's very exciting and dramatic and all that always the most dramatic season ever this one might actually be it might, might actually take, take the, cake the cake now. Yeah. Well, that was interesting. Thank you for that uh, pop culture education. Well, do you want to um, take us through the bat or mm, the Big Brother stuff going on? <laughs> like, and- I have to give a presentation of what I just learned. Okay, I am obsessed with Big Brother. Um, Callan is actually the person who got me into Big Brother. I remember it being on TV. Whenever, you know, just back in the day, it would, like, commercials would come on or something. And I was always, like, <laughs> I remember they were they were the commercials, like, um, outspoken, outrageous. And I was, like, what is this show? But I never watched it. And so, Callan was the one who was, like, hey, if it's the summer. You don't have anything to do. You don't have anything to watch. You should watch Big Brother 16. And so, I did. And I thought the cast was really great. I love the winner of that season. And I have been a fan ever since. Um, I've watched every season now. I went back and watched the old seasons. Um, And yeah, it's a pretty fantastic show. Uh, For those of you who do not know, Big Brother has an all-stars too, guys. Woo! (laughs) popped up so like the fan community has I feel like for the past several years has been like rumored and everybody's really been wanting an all-star season um Big Brother's only had one all-returning players season and that was season seven 
and we are on season 22. So that's kind of crazy to me, especially with shows like Survivor, especially who have a lot of returning player seasons and even The Amazing Race who have several. So we are very excited, um, especially considering I think people were hoping Big Brother would happen during the pandemic (laughs) because it seems to be at least doable in hopefully a safe manner. And I am very happy that CBS has made strides to make it happen. And it seems like the safest way they could ever do it, in my opinion, from what I've at least read. So I'm very excited about it. Yeah, I agree. I feel like if there's any show that could happen right now, this is it. Um, So I feel like they've taken a lot of precautions and it was just so thrilling, you guys, last night to watch the premiere because it's not, yes, like you have all the buildup of like all stars. We don't know who the cast is. You know, we've only heard like rumors and then like we have not really had like I mean, we haven't had live TV like that in months. And so it's just like, oh, my gosh. (laughs) It's just thrilling to, like, watch something again, you know? Absolutely. And I think everybody would be happy if it were, you know, just a regular new player season. I think people would still be excited. But the fact that it's an all-star season, they haven't done one in so many years And it's just coming at a time when people are, like, so hungry for content. Um, And I feel like it happened pretty quickly because they, what, announced that they were doing the All-Star, like, season maybe, what, like, two or three weeks ago? And then there was some confusion with production as far as when they're going to announce the cast. But they decided to do the live cast reveal last night for the premiere. Oh, yeah. So it's going to be a fun, fun ride for sure. Yeah, I am beyond pumped. Um, and I, I was so excited, like, each little group of people, you know, that are getting revealed. And we're going to go through, you know, the cast, but... Um, I'm just so pleased overall, and it's going to be hard to, like, watch most of these people get evicted. Yes, exactly. Um, And I don't know if we mentioned this earlier. I think our plan for future episodes is to have the Big Brother stuff we want to talk about every week um, and planning it to be at the end of the episode. So for people who maybe haven't watched that week's episodes or not interested in Big Brother... um, they can just listen to the other good stuff. <laughs> exactly. Um, and we will leave the um, time stamp for you if you want to, like, cut it off there. Or if you want to skip ahead and only listen to Big Brother, um, we can leave that in the show notes down below. <laughs> so Ooh, professional. So fancy. Yeah. I know. All right. Do you have a question or, or do you want me to start with a question? You go for it. All right, what are your thoughts on the house decor? (laughs) (laughs) It's very different this year. So, I guess my thoughts on the house decor are 
I never really know what to expect because I feel like no matter what, it's always going to be a little bit over the top, you know, kind of gaudy. This is, no, um, Callan, this isn't Big Brother over the top. This, this is regular. <laughs> this is not online only. <laughs> right. Um. Yeah, sorry. This is BB-22. Sorry. I won't <laughs> degrade it to over the top level. Um. But yeah, it's just always going to be extreme. So what I, I'll start with what I don't like I had to decide which one I wanted to do um so I don't like the um like paint splatters Mm -hmm. and they're really they're really running with this theme because I don't know if anyone else has been on the live feeds you haven't been on there yet right no I have not Okay, well, you know, like, when they start talking about stuff that they don't want you to hear, like, production doesn't want you to hear, they go to, like, a blank screen and just play, like, the theme song? Yeah, like, with the fish or cats or something. Yes. I don't know what happened to the fish because now we have, like, a purple screen with, like, um, painted stars on there and, like, hmm. all these neon colors. And so I'm just like, okay, we're really running with this theme, aren't we? <laughs> I guess um, so. <laughs> so I just don't love, I don't know, the paint splatter to me screams, like, 2007, which, I mean, some of these people were on Big Brother in 2007, so maybe they that's, feel at home. I don't know. That's true, yeah. Um, Last from the past. I do like the homage to like big big brother moments or like yes. past you know contestants like I love the camera room with all the photos yes um, absolutely and I really <laughs> I know you have thoughts on the murals so I'll let you talk about that but I like the idea of them so you know what are your what are your thoughts uh I am the same <laughs> regarding the splatter paint kind of it's not even graffiti graffiti could look cool I don't think that looks very cool but um Mm -hmm. yeah I love the idea of having you know those iconic moments from the show um I mean Big Brother 22 is a great time to do it because you know it's been 20 years since the show started and this is an all-star season so I feel like it is is a celebration of all of the past people who have made the show so great but also um kind of like to the fans it's like yeah you know we acknowledge these are great players and and things like that so I I like that they gave that but not the biggest fan of the splatter art kind of stuff um I do really like the living room setting I think that's really cool with like the it almost looks like um a light bright (laughs) yes that's exactly what I thought yeah and I think that looks really cool so I'm I'm digging that right now. Also, I love the HOH room. I think it looks really, really cool. Like with the windows and stuff. I really like the HOH because it looks like a loft almost. Mm-hmm. And it's just like a little bit darker, but like in a cool way. Yeah, I feel like it looks really good. Yeah. I Too like bad it. we didn't see the have not room, but you know, somebody didn't unlock the door. So that was awkward. <laughs> But I guess we'll get there, so. Yeah, we'll see it eventually. But it was fun to have, like, kind of an awkward life moment like that. So It is. I mean, fine. there's nothing you can do about it. It's, you just got to roll with it. And honestly, I think Julie is, like, the queen of 
you just gotta roll with the punches on this show so um as far as the cast did you know anyone who was gonna be on the show beforehand or had you seen any rumors or anything because I feel like we were different in that way yeah I had not listened to like Roth has a podcast I know you did um but I had just seen like on Twitter some suggestions and I just feel like there's some people who you kind of like know are probably going to be there. Right. <laughs> um, or were kind of like givens. So like I was not surprised at all to see Nicole Franzel. Mm-hmm. I feel like she was talked about good or bad before this season. <laughs> um, <laughs> Lots of mixed opinions on that one. Yeah, that's just a really weird situation to me. Um, and then... I expected to see Tyler there. Um, mm-hmm. I'd heard like Danielle Donato was a pretty good chance. Um, but and Bailey, I think I had heard she was probably pretty likely. Yeah. Um, but honestly, as for the rest, I I was not. I don't know. I had a lot of surprises. Yeah, that's really funny because I was the exact opposite. <laughs> Um, like Callan said, I am, I am a Rob has a podcast mega fan, I guess. <laughs> Not a mega fan. There, there are people that are definitely bigger fans than I am, but I pretty much listened to all of his episodes. Um, it's Rob Sesternino from Survivor. If anybody's doesn't, for some reason, doesn't know what Rob has a podcast is. Um, it's a very great podcast. Um, definitely one that we would love to become friends with maybe one day but um (laughs) uh so rob and his um panel of people they did a hypothetical cast series and they did 17 people there are 16 people on this season and all 16 people who are on the show (laughs) were talked about on the podcast so I was not surprised by anyone on the season, um, which, I mean, is a good thing and a bad thing, I guess. But I was very surprised to hear about several people that I never thought we would ever hear from again, which makes me really excited. So, for sure. And we can talk more, I guess, as we go into, like, each person. But, yeah, I... I feel the same way. There are just some you just expect to see, and then some they kind of pulled out of the abyss, exactly. <laughs> I feel like. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so do you want to start, like, by going through the first group of four? Sure. Also, I'm sorry if you hear a dog in the background. I am like Keisha. Oh, my gosh. She's looking at me through the window. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Minnie or Flynn? Um, like, uh, it's Flynn, Yeah. Um, like Keisha, I am a dog mom, a happy dog mom. I have a, uh, <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, I like went off on a tangent here. Go for today. it. But We're here to talk. I have a husky lab mix named Flynn, as in Flynn Rider, as in Tangled, my favorite movie. Mm-hmm. And then we also have a Dachshund Terrier mix, and her name is Minnie, as in Minnie Mouse. So. Great they name are my choices. children. Thank you. Yes. You can see your own this- house guess. <laughs> You're exactly right. Um, if you can't tell, I know Callan and I, we're both Disney people, so I know we will do lots of Disney um, themed 
episodes. So, oh my anyway, gosh, yeah, just a little teaser for future, future things. Okay, back to Big Brother. The four, the four girls were first. Right, Nicole Franzel, who. So in our text messages, Anna and I have decided that since we have two Nicoles, we either have to say NF or NA for Nicole Franzel or Nicole Anthony. I guess here we can be like Bachelor and say Nicole F or Nicole A. Right. Or, I mean, we already call Nicole Franzel coconuts. (gasps) Oh, my gosh. I'm so dumb. (laughs) No, you're not. Okay. Yeah, we're going to call her Coconuts. <laughs> um, if you don't keep up with her on social media, that is her Instagram and I guess Twitter and everything else um, handle. Also, fits their podcast, Coco Caliente, her and Victor. So yeah, from now on, she will be referred to as Coconuts. <laughs> Thank you. Because we cannot say it without laughing. <laughs> I know. I love it. It is a great, it's a great name and it's stuck for sure. So it is. And then somehow it really fits her. That's true. Um, we have Nicole, I'm sorry, Coconuts. And then we have <laughs> um, Danielle Donato, aka Danny, Davon, and Christmas, aka Thanksgiving. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so oh I freaking died i don't know who tweeted it shout out to you if you ever hear this but someone called her thanksgiving because christmas is such a ridiculous name (laughs) and i lost it so uh yeah we'll we'll call her thanksgiving if you know we feel like it right her alter ego yes (laughs) okay so um how do you feel about coconuts being there coconuts (laughs) um i am a coconuts fan as i said before season 16 was my first season that i ever watched and that was nicole franzel's first season i loved her i loved her showmance with hayden um and she seemed very intuitive as far as like picking up on some of Derek's strategy I feel like a lot of people didn't realize that. Um, And so that was why she was voted out. And then she came back in season 18 and actually won that season again with a showmance um, who not as much of a fan of Corey personally. But um, yeah, and I feel like she is... I, th- I do think she's underrated by a lot of the fans who think that Paul, who was the runner-up, deserved that win. But to me, I think she was deserving because she did do a lot of um, making relationships and making other people kind of do the dirty work for her to not get so much blood on her hands. And, I mean, she... She was the first woman to beat a man in the final two, which is kind of crazy if you think about it. Um, So, I don't know. I I dig her. I know that she has dramatic moments, uh, for better or for worse. Um, So, it'll be interesting to see who she aligns with, and I don't know. We'll see how she does. But it'll be interesting considering she's a winner also. So I agree. I have ever since BB16, I have liked her. 
I've, I liked her. I liked her a little less on BB-18, probably because of Corey. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I don't know. It's going to be interesting, and I know some other people are saying this, like, negatively. I don't really mean it negatively, but both seasons she's been on, she's been in a showmance. Right. And, obviously, she's engaged to Victor, and so she doesn't have that option. So, I'm curious to see, like, if that changes her gameplay. And also, like, she doesn't really have to think for two people. Right. Because she's been in that mindset before. So, I'm curious to see how that affects her. Um, And also, just, like, what... I feel like she probably knows more of the people, you know, between her podcast and then um, just, like, events and stuff. I feel like she probably knows more people than... The rest yeah. of them. She seems like she's very involved in the community still. Mm-hmm. So I'm really curious to see who she, at the end of the day, aligns herself with for real. Right. Um, so, yeah, I think that she deserves a lot of credit as a player. And, you know, say what you want. You know, she was a little too whiny for me on The Amazing Race. But that's a stressful environment. So whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I think she deserves a lot of credit as a player. So I'm, I'm excited to see what she does this season. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. I think she's one of those who, um, I heard somebody compare her to, uh, Michelle Fitzgerald from Survivor who won Survivor. Um, yeah. Karong. And they compared her to as when she came back to Winners at War, she felt like she needed to redeem her win because a lot of fans didn't think that she deserved to win. And mm-hmm. I feel like Nicole Franzel is a similar situation where she feels like a lot of people don't give her the credit for winning. And also, I'm the same with you. I'll be very interested to see how she does now that she's in a committed relationship um, with Victor. So, which I love Victor. Um, I think they are a great couple, and I am a, of course, a lover of Coco Caliente podcast. It's very interesting, and she has a lot of Bachelor people who I have no idea who they are, and <laughs> she has a ton of Big Brother people that she's had on her podcast, which is fun to listen to. So, anyway. So, Danny Donato. Heck yes. <laughs> Need we say more? We're so big excited. fans. So big excited fans. to see Danny. She's like my top three, I think, that I'm rooting for. Oh, I agree. You know how they say, like, what, there are people that the best to never win. Right. She is that person for me. Um, I think she so deserved to win Big Brother 8 against her dad, Dick. Need I say more? <laughs> Again, self-explanatory. You, if you know Dick, then you know what I'm talking about. Um, I'm sure we'll talk about them more one day. But, um, yeah, I'm so excited for her, first of all, to be there without him. Um, yes. And then, because she hasn't, you know, entered the house without him. And then I watched the season with the the duos, so obviously her and Dick and Jeff and Jordan and Rachel and Brennan all coming back. And I watched that. That was, like, my first season where I watched it, like, all, like, from the beginning to the end, basically. And so I didn't really know who these people were. (laughs) Right. But, of course, in that season, like, she decides to go against the vets and, um... 
you know, join with the other people because she liked them better. And I was always so conflicted because, like, I was rooting for the vets, but I still liked her. Right. So it was yeah. like, ooh, it was hard for me. But yeah, I've just always thought she's really entertaining in the DR. I know she's like known for that. And um, I think she's really strategic and she picks people based on who she likes. And I can't, I cannot fault her for that, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, to me, if you like the person, you create a friendship it's more likely I feel that you can trust that person. Um, so I'm really excited for her. I mean, she is a veto beast, um, especially. And I'm really excited to see her now because it's been several years later. And now she's married and she has a daughter. So I feel like she has a lot of fans out there and I I have good feelings about her. Same. But then again, I'm just excited. So maybe I'm just like, <laughs> I'm putting out those manifesting or whatever um, in hopes that she'll go really far. Um, I do wonder if it's going to be similar to <laughs> season 13 where she may go against everybody that <laughs> that people like. But to me, I mean, this cast is really great. So it's going to be hard seeing anybody be targeted. Um, so we'll see. Yeah, I think that's my fear with her is that she's I, I can almost guarantee she's going to go up against people that we like and try to get them out. And I yeah. mean, I guess since we like almost everyone, it's going to be hard for that not to happen. So as long as she doesn't get out, like, my top people, I'll be able to live with it, I guess, you know? <laughs> right, yeah. Um. Okay, so, Devon, what yes. are your thoughts on the woman who, you know, whether you watch Big Brother or not, you've for sure seen the gif <laughs> or meme of her. Yes. All of my friends who have never seen Big Brother, they know the gifs of her coming out of the house or flipping her hair or anything like that. Oh, yeah. So, I, I'm really excited to see Davon. I had heard she was rumored to come back and I was not surprised because I know she's a, a fan favorite. Um, especially now that she's been on the challenge, I feel like she is even in more great shape and great, um, just like mental prowess, fancy word, to, um, to come back. And... It always really impressed me how she was able to figure out the twin twist, like, so yeah. quickly. I'd forgotten um, until they showed that. Yeah, I, I had forgotten about it, too. And um, I feel like that gets overlooked with her sometimes because people want to focus on sometimes, you know, especially like the show can sometimes stereotype people and want to showcase like arguments or something like that. And she is very perceptive. I agree. I think especially like I know she's not a poker dealer anymore, but I remember her talking about that a lot on her first season, you know, about how she could use those skills of like reading people and everything like that. So absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. I think, you know, Davon is like just enough drama to like keep it interesting, but I think she's a good player and I'm excited to see her like with this group I feel like because I feel like people that she's been in the house with before a lot of them have kind of been 
<laughs> and right. like also like very drama filled and i don't really get that from this group yet so i feel like we're gonna see a different side of her and maybe she's gonna be able to like focus on the game yeah. rather than like other people who, in the past who have like made it more personal right yeah which we hate the personal attacks it's not what this game's about so yeah, and I, I love Day because she's not the kind of person who's going to take anything from anyone. Mm-hmm. And I love that in a person. Yeah. So. I I, I admire that. Yeah. Yeah, I I think she's going to be good. And honestly, I feel like if you have Devon on your side, you're always going to have her on your side. I do not Absolutely. see her as – she. I think she's a very loyal player. And so I just feel like she's got your back. So yeah, she. I think I get the impression that she fights for the people in her alliance. Mm-hmm, definitely. Um. So Christmas. Thanksgiving. Cue, yeah. Cue like um, jingle bells or something. Right. Um. Christmas. <laughs> Probably the only person I was not excited to see. Yeah. Um, I just was not a fan of her and, you know, I, I agree that maybe she deserves another chance because she did, um, you know, break her ankle or foot or whatever it was, um, on her last season and she's a very fit person and so she was like ready to, you know, be a beast at comps. I I don't know. I'm just, like, not thrilled to see her, but I'm excited to see her competing, I guess, like, right at full capacity, you know? Yeah, and I agree. I'm, I'm definitely not the biggest Christmas fan. Um, I, I don't really know. I can't really sp- specify why. I think her, maybe her personality is just not one that I click with um, super quickly, but... Yeah, I think she is, I think it'll be interesting seeing her, like you said, because it was very early in the season that she broke her leg or foot, and, you know, she really, like she said in the show, she really had to rely on other strengths that she had, so I think it will be interesting to see how she does now with a, a healed foot. Um. Yeah, so there yeah. you go, Christmas. We'll see. Um, happy Thanksgiving. Um, (laughs) okay. So, um, our next group was four guys. I was honestly excited to see all these people and really surprised by one. So, um, we can talk about Tyler first, who I know we are both amped to see. Absolutely. But last night, his hair... I forgot how much of like a poodle he looks like. I know. Like like a poodle reminds me of like Justin Timberlake ramen hair. <laughs> yes. But he pulls it off. I mean, you know, I could never do that. So he knows how to rock it. So on 20, it was obviously still that curly, but it was shorter. So it like kind of went out and now it's just like all down, you know, it's like weighted down. Right. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Because I was like staring at that too. I was like, wow. Okay. But when he does the man bun, it looks so good. Yeah, that's true. I loved Tyler on BB20. I... (sighs) 
See, I don't really like to say he should have won because I think Casey was a deserving winner. But also, spoiler alert, sorry if you're, like, behind on these seasons. Um, Yeah, I guess we should have said that at the beginning. But hopefully it was a given, you know. Yeah. Oh, well. I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, But... Yeah, I feel like he he really deserves to be a winner. Maybe that's what I'll say. Um, yeah. Because I think he was brilliant. Um, I definitely can agree that he... I mean, he said it really well last night, which is, I cashed too many... Or whatever. What it, What's the phrase? Like, he wrote too many checks he couldn't cash. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he also couldn't think of the phrase, so that's good. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, um... Yeah, I think that was his downfall, and um, but I I'm kind of hoping he can kind of lay low for a little while, you know, yeah. while some of these really like legends or whatever kind of fight each other, yeah, and that he can kind of make it. Um, but I don't know. I guess we'll see. The only person I worry about coming for him is Bailey, who we'll talk about later. But right, I think that he's gonna align with people I like too. Yeah. Because um, he did that the first time around. And, well, I guess he was aligned with everyone, but I was speaking from a level <laughs> six perspective. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I think that he's going to – I feel like he might try to not win comps for a while and maybe let Cody or someone kind of similar to him take the attention. Right. But, um, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I I really enjoyed Tyler – and I do love that Casey won as well, so it's it's hard to choose. I feel like that jury had a very difficult decision. But I do think that he is a an all-star for sure, and I definitely think he deserves to be there. And I really hope that he does make it far. Like you said, I, I feel like he makes good connections with people. And hopefully his last – or his first season, he could maybe learn – how to navigate those difficult things that happen with people. And yeah, maybe once we go over the whole cast, maybe we can talk about the people that they've played with in the past and how that may influence them. But I am very excited to see him. And it'll be, again, he will not have a showmance. So I think that will be interesting as well for him not to have Angelo there. Um, And so hopefully that can you know, can help him um, make more connections with other people. Yeah, I kind of, I like that, that all these people that don't have their showman's person or, you know, their maybe close friend, I'm hoping that allows them to kind of break out of, like, sticking with that person the whole time and actually making connections with everybody in the house, you know? Yeah. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. So, yeah, we love Tyler. Rooting for him for sure. Yeah. So, how about good old Ian Terry? Good old Ian Terry. I love his salt and pepper hair. That yes. threw me off. <laughs> I know. I was like, oh, but wow. I am very excited to see him. I feel similar to Nicole. I think that, spoiler for everything in this entire episode, but <laughs> <laughs> Ian, you know, is another winner and I feel that he is one of those people who probably gets flack for his game in some ways and says that Dan deserves 
that win over him. So I think it's going to be fun to see him come back and play, especially since it, again, it has been several years and I mean, he has some gray hair now. <laughs> his girlfriend is really cute. Yeah. Yeah. That has nothing to do with his, his gameplay, but um, <laughs> we're happy for him. Yeah, exactly. So I'm very curious to see how he's going to navigate the show, especially as a winner. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what his strategy is mm-hmm. as far as I thought that he said he was going to lay low and then spoiler he won part of the or advanced towards the HOH final so I don't really know what his um what his strategy is but I'm very excited to see him again and see who he decides to align with and who he wants to go after so he kind of threw me when he said in his like intro video package that he wants to like play dumb because i'm like okay Mm. but like i don't think you can get away with that now yeah i mean first of all you won and you beat dan who's one of the best players of all time and then Mm -hmm. also you like are brilliant in real life and have an amazing job so i don't really feel like you're gonna fool anyone i don't really know (laughs) yeah these are these are not like recruits who don't know anything about these players yeah exactly so i i don't know but um i've always thought ian was super sweet and just like a good soul so i'm excited to see him again and um i feel like he i feel like he's loyal as well and really good at comps um so as we saw yesterday so yeah i don't i don't really know what I don't know what his plan is, but maybe he doesn't either. But I've got to say this. So you can follow me on Twitter at It's Callen. But last <laughs> night, I was Spotlight. so proud of I was so proud of myself until I messed it up and had to delete it and retweet it. But did anyone else notice at the end of the episode where they're all just walking around the house he takes off his button down and he has on a t-shirt that says dolphin crash and I was like wait a second because I just I'm binging like some of the older seasons and so I just watched BB-8 recently and I'm like that is the exact shirt Zach always wore like every single day (laughs) was a shirt that said dolphin crash and I was always like is this his business like what is this and I've googled it and I can't figure it out but it looks like Ian had a t-shirt made that says Dolphin Crash. And I <laughs> thought that was amazing. And we know he's a super fan. So, like, this was incredible. I love it. That That's something, obviously, I would never recognize. And <laughs> it was a great moment. So It was so cool. So, yeah. I just had to throw that out there. Absolutely, uh, you should. So, Kevin from Big Brother 11... Honestly, a surprise to me. Yes. I, um, honestly, if I just looked at him, I probably couldn't have told you what season he was on. Once I saw the flashback, like, I knew, but, because I haven't watched that one in a really long time, but I'm excited to see him. I feel like I'd forgotten he made it so far, forgot mm-hmm. he evicted Jeff, <laughs> like, right all this stuff so yeah I'm excited to see him I really don't know what he's gonna do I feel like he's probably the least predictable to me yeah I do think he's a wild card Mm -hmm. but 
I am really excited to see him. He has a fun personality. And yeah, he's been working out. So he is like ready to to crush some competitions for sure. Yeah, I think he's definitely going to be one that like is going to win HOH and we're going to be like, uh, don't know what you're going to do, but all right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, Enzo, I am. Meow, meow. Meow, meow. I <laughs> was so excited to see him. I feel like I've said so excited about every person, but it's true. Um, it is. But I really like Enzo and I think he's so entertaining and I, I gasped when I saw him. Yes, I would have never guessed either Enzo or Kevin, um, but mm-hmm. I I think Enzo is great television, and I love that he was part of the brigade, so he has some strategy in mind. I don't know mm-hmm. if he's going to try to make another brigade or not, which I don't know how well that would work out for him. But I do think he has good strategy in mind. And like Kevin, he's been working out. So he's been getting ready for these competitions. So maybe, you know, he could have a good package as far as like the mental and the physical. He looks good. And I I don't know. I'm curious to see. I feel like he's going to align with like some of the older people. I feel like he's going to be like a veteran kind of guy. Like, well, I guess they're all veterans, but... I, I think he's going to want, like, Janelle, Kaser, maybe because I saw them all chatting on the live feed today. But I just feel like they're going to bond over that. Maybe Memphis, you know? I do wonder kind of where Big Brother places the line between, like, old school and new school. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like a similar conversation with Winners at War this past season as far as, like, who are kind of considered the older players who maybe don't know the game as well versus newer players who probably know each other and maybe have a leg up in some ways. But mm-hmm. I don't really know, you know, where the line is in this group. So, yeah, I think I could definitely see Enzo working with some of the older season cast. Yeah, I agree. I don't know. That's a good point. Um, I don't know. I'm going to have to think about that because, yeah, it's kind of like who is like old school versus new school. You know how they've said mm-hmm. that. Which I don't I don't know if that's going to be a big kind of uh, topic for this show. Like, I don't know if that's going to be as big of a thing for. Yeah in comparison to Winners at War, at least. So it may not even come up. I don't know. Well, and I think they've really done a good job of, like, kind of evenly distributing it. You know, yeah. unlike, I mean, we know BB21 is, like, not a favorite. <laughs> so I get it. But, you know, based on their past records of, like, even Amazing Race and Survivor, the most recent season pulls the most people, usually. Right. Just, like, on season seven all stars one for big brother yeah there are four people from season six and now they all deserved in my opinion to be there but it's still like usually they pull a lot from you know that season right before and we only have two people and david was barely on there so um i think they've done a good job of distributing yeah for sure all right so um janelle, janelle. Woohoo! Woo! I I'm so excited for Janelle to be back. She is like the Big Brother icon, in my opinion. I mean, yeah, Doctor Will's kind of an icon, but I think J- Janie is an icon as well. 
Um, I met her at Hearts of Reality event, and she's very nice in person, and she's very tall in person. Um, <laughs> I believe both. <laughs> so uh, I just love that she is confident, and she's very intelligent, super competitive, and her competitive spirit comes out in the competition. So, I mean, she has the most competition wins and has so many things on her belt that she's proven. And she was fun on The Amazing Race as well, I think. Oh, I agree. She was fun. Um, Yeah, I have liked her on every season. And I am honestly super excited to see, like, her and Danny on the same season because they're both veto queens. It would have been awesome if, like, Casey were there and then all three Mm. of them. Yeah, the trifecta of vetoes. Yeah, that would be very cool. I love that, but, um, yeah, I always admire just, like, how awesome at competition she is. Obviously, that's what she's known for, but she is, like, really a loyal player, and I feel True. like people don't talk about that as much, but, like, yeah. she was, from my memory, always loyal. Obviously, she's a big threat, so I feel like she's going to be targeted early because people know that if you don't get her out, she's going to make it to basically the final three. Right. Because <laughs> that's her yeah. track record. She's proven hat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, she just needs to get it together at the final HOH. But um, <laughs> I think she's great. And honestly, I'm so thrilled to see her and Kaser together. I just hope they yes. can break the curse. <laughs> right. So we'll see about that. But um, I did hear her say on the live feeds today that obviously she's 40 now. She has kids and is married. And she is like, this is my last time playing. And I mean, it makes sense. I mean, four times is a lot. And but I was kind of happy because she said, like, I'm just here really for fun. Like, I'm not going to let it stress me like it has in the past. Right. She's like, this is my fourth time. Like, it's my last time. I'm just here to play the game. And I'm like, yeah, I love that. That's yeah, that's the energy sure. I want. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. What are your thoughts on Bailey coming back? Bay. Bay. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I'm kind of neutral on Bailey. I think my problem with Bailey was kind of always that she was with people that I was rooting against. It's not necessarily that I was rooting against her on BB20, but she was not with my people. So I wanted yeah, her to get evicted. Yeah, that's understandable. Yeah. Um, she I didn't again get, is one of... I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say I didn't know she got married since... Yeah, I didn't know she had got... She and Swaggy had gotten married either. Um, mm-hmm. But that's exciting. On that same... Yeah, that is. That's really sweet. Um, Their love story is really sweet, and I always love a baby showmance, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> like Julie said, that has more relationships than The Bachelor. Yeah, I think it's true. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to see how she does without Swaggy. I mean, obviously, she <laughs> was basically in her first season without Swaggy for the majority, but she doesn't have to deal with the hurt of losing him and the, you know, the betrayal that she felt by him leaving. So I'm curious to see how she plays now without him. And the fact that she's on the challenge, I feel like maybe um, has kind of given her a leg up in the physical um, competitions, maybe. 
yeah i'm excited to see how the challenge affects everyone um but i'm excited to see her not having to like live in the shadow of swaggy situation you know like i said earlier i'm nervous about her and tyler i don't know what terms they're on i don't know like i feel like they're probably gonna target each other so but that might be later on and that's what i think is a big big um theme of this season is relationships among everyone either as far as like old alliances who were successful or old alliances who were betrayed and then if there were any uh which i know we don't like talking about um any pre-gaming but Mm -hmm. uh it definitely happens so i think that's going to be a big theme this season is who's still bitter who is still close and if these people have talked before the show very true i'm curious about all of them but especially like bailey and tyler yeah i don't know what that situation is such a such a tumultuous relationship I'll never get over that fight. That was the most, I it's, think that was the most dramatic thing I've ever seen on there. It's definitely up there. So, Nicole A. <laughs> the other Nicole Anthony. Yes. Um, I, I had a feeling she would come back since yeah. she was on the most recent season and was America's favorite player. I enjoyed her on her, on uh, 21. I think she's quirky and she's fun, strategic kind of person. And I hope I, she's such a fan of the show. So I always a- appreciate people who are fans of the show. And I feel like she would be like us if we were in the show to where we're just looking around like, oh, my gosh, I am among like royalty. So I'm I'm again, I'm really curious to see who she aligns with. I really hope she ends up with David again. Um who's also from uh, 21, who we haven't talked about yet. But, yeah, I feel like she's pretty open to working with whoever is kind of the opinion I, I or the vibe I get from her. I agree. And I – so I'm happy to see her back. Um, <laughs> as we said, uh, I think, to each other before this, we feel like she's one of the people that left Big Brother 21 with her conscience. <laughs> Yes. And uh, and the fan base behind her, for sure. Uh, yeah. And I feel like she deserves a chance to play with, like, good people, good gamers, and, like, people yeah. on her level, you know? And, like, above her level. I feel like that's what she wants and needs. And I feel like she's going to be able to, like, actually play the game the way she wanted to play and wasn't really able to last season. Yeah. So... I I'm excited for her. I think she's gonna do well. I also think she's super loyal, and um, I'm curious to see like who she aligns with because yeah, maybe David because of their connection. But honestly, other than that, I have no clue who she will align with. And you know, she's like fresh off, so she doesn't really know these people. You know. Right. As much yeah. as they all know each other. So I feel like she's kind of a wild card, but like in a positive way. Yeah, for sure. Okay. I'm really excited for the next one. Me too. Keisha. I had no idea she would come back. Uh, to me, Keisha's birthday 
is a good rival with the Bailey versus Tyler. Oh, fight. I um, <laughs> I totally agree. An iconic Big Brother moment for sure. Um, I never thought I would see Keisha play ever again, but I really enjoyed her in Big Brother 10. And again, I think that she's maybe similar like to Davon to where she is not afraid to confront people if she has to and very strategic I think she is loyal once she kind of finds her people um so I'm curious to definitely see how she and Memphis get along considering their past I'm right there with you so I was super surprised to see her she's not one that I thought would come back but also not really one that I would have thought they would bring back if that makes sense and not yeah not that like I don't think she deserves it or would be good because I think both of those things but I feel like she's a little bit more obscure and maybe forgotten about and she shouldn't be and I'm super excited they gave her another chance and even more excited that she and Memphis are on the same season again. I'm kind of curious to see, like, if she's going to either get along with Janelle or butt heads with Janelle. I can kind of see both. I was about to say, I could envision both of those things happening. Yeah. So, I don't know if that's going to be good for her or bad for her. Um, I don't uh, I don't feel like uh, they'll both make it far together. I think it's probably going to end up being one or the other, um, unfortunately. But, I don't know, that's just my prediction. And, hey, maybe they'll be best friends and I will gladly, you know, eat my words. Um, so, allow me to introduce <laughs> the next one that we are so excited about. What up, Kaser? <laughs> Iconic. I'm so surprised that Julie Chen did not introduce him in that way or that his intro like package was not his wife and son just yelling that but (laughs) he should have got he should have gotten howie to like zoom in and do it for him (laughs) have a sound bite in there yeah i am super excited to see him i I, same with keisha i did not foresee us ever seeing him after the first all-stars i mean he is such a great person and has a great personality and I just love you know he's the first Muslim to ever play on Big Brother and season six was shortly after 9-11 which I feel a lot of Americans were very critical of the Islamic faith and of Muslims for you know no reason um just really projecting all of those fears onto one people group um so I feel like he had such big shoes to fill back then and oh my goodness did he deliver like such a fan I I personally I don't know anyone who doesn't like Kaser I feel like everybody who's watched him really enjoys him which is crazy because he's never been on the jury (laughs) I know. I feel like that is crazy to me that he's so well-liked and 
he's played twice and not made it to the jury either time. Like, that's impressive to me. That means he has left a mark. I feel like he's just there to have a good time now, too. Like, he's a dad. He's super successful. And I feel like he kind of just is there because he enjoys the game and wants to kind of, like, prove that he can make it further. And I really yeah. hope he does. I Me too. Oh, I hope he can. And honestly, what's kind of frustrating to me is that, so like on the feeds today, Danielle said to Coconuts that, um, <laughs> well, Janelle and Case are going to be like the number one targets, right? And I'm like, okay, I understand that. But also why, and this was the same with All-Stars, why the first go around? Why yeah. is Kaser? Such a big threat today when he has not made it to the jury. <laughs> right. And all of these people that he's competing against, except for David and uh, I think that's it, <laughs> have not made it. Like, they've all made it to either the jury or the end. And But people s still look at him as a threat. And all I can reason is that he's so likable. And people know that, like, if he makes it far, he's going to be good at comps. And people love him. And right. he will win. <laughs> yeah. And he's... Connections so well. Mm -hmm. And he's not going to screw you over. You know? So... Yeah, right. I don't know. I have hope for him. I put three exclamation points by his name in my notes because <laughs> I'm so excited about him so the next couple of people are famous for their duos not with each other but it could happen <laughs> right you never um, know so Cody member of the Hitman Alliance from BB16 with Derek um, he's also known at least by us as the woo of Big Brother <laughs> he was loyal to a fault you know, on BB-16 to to Derek and made it to the end with him and chose to take Derek even though everyone and their mother knew that he would lose to Derek if he took him, but he was loyal. He has, now we've seen he's won the first HOH competition, which um, apparently was not really his plan, <laughs> but it kind of fell into place that way. I really liked Cody on 16. I feel like he's one of those people that like, at first, I'm kind of hesitant about because I'm like, uh, he's going to be obnoxious and like cocky and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But I think he's a really sweet guy. And we saw that on BB-16. And I think we're going to see that again. Now, I know everybody's talking about what's he going to be like without Derek. I think he's going to be good. I just think he has to get over this initial anxiety that he's having and he's going to have to make good choices this week. <laughs> but Yes. But, I mean, kind of like the the double-edged sword with being the first HOH, you have so many people that come up to you wanting to align or wanting to find somebody that you can all, like, the whole house wants out. So, I mean, he could be in a good spot as far as that to where he, maybe he doesn't feel like he has to scramble to find alliances. So, um, yeah, I'm excited to see him also. I'm very curious to see how he'll play uh, without Derek, which I do think Cody is strategic. You know, I feel like that's not something that's, I mean, hello, in comparison to Derek, it's it's not as... <laughs> 
it's not as showy, but I do think he's has a strategic mind and he as he said, he's had a girlfriend for four years. So I think that may change up some of his strategy as far as, you know, flirtatious kind of I think he has a flirtatious kind of personality with women so it'll be interesting to see how he relates to other people in that way since he's not single this year yeah I'm very curious as far as like so many of these people are either married or dating someone or I don't know it's just gonna be I don't foresee like showmances happening right unless you know the one that we're shipping, which I guess we'll mention <laughs> if that comes to fruition. But right. I, I'm i kind of excited that I don't really feel like that's going to be a big factor. Yeah, because, I mean, except for maybe like last season, um, showmances can be such an obvious target for you. So I think a lot of these people who have had showmances know that. So I think that'll be good because, I mean, so many, everybody here is a big target. So it'll be really fun to see, especially how Cody does in this house. So, all right, well, next to last, excuse me, we have Memphis, Tennessee. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Memphis was another one that I never thought we would see again, and Oh my goodness, he has 37 restaurants. Obviously, he just, like, what in the world? Obviously, I mean, I don't know how successful those restaurants are. I assume they're very successful. He has almost 40 restaurants. Um, so I I, I kind of feel like maybe he would be in the Janelle and Kaser boat um, where it's like, you know, I love this game and I'm, I want to come back just to, just to see how I would do. Like, I don't think he's there to be like, I'm here for the money and, you know, I do think he's strategic and I think he's going to want to win. Obviously, he tried to win the HOH, so um, I'm really excited to see him come back. Um, Again, he's another famous duo loser, I guess, guess, which is kind of even more sad because he is kind of the ultimate, like the biggest loser since he did not get any jury votes. at least Cody got a couple thrown his way, but yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see how he plays, especially since he's played with Dan. I feel like that might be in the back of his mind. Yeah, I'm excited to see him. I, I definitely somebody I was not expecting to see. Same. I was really surprised to see him. First of all, his voice, he sounds older, so. Yes, he really does. He has, he's matured in multiple ways. Um, now I, I wrote this down because it was pretty funny that he said on BB10, he felt like he was playing checkers while Dan was playing chess. Oh, goodness. And Anna made the comment that 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 phrase is now ruined. (laughs) It, it really is from last season. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but it was funny and pretty true. Um, Yeah, as far as, like, what you said about him just him not being there for the money, you hit the nail on the head because another thing I saw on the feeds whenever Janelle was saying, um, you know, this would be her last season, Memphis was saying, like, how, you know, 10 years ago the half a million dollars was life-changing, you know? Yeah. And 
it seems like he's pretty successful as far as money goes now. So that's not really as much of a factor. He's like, of course, it's nice. But and he he said, like, we all because it was him and Enzo and Janelle. And he said, like, we all have things that we value more than that, which makes sense. So um, I think he really is there just to play the game and have fun, which makes me really excited. Definitely. I don't he's not the kind of guy who's going to sit back and let things happen because if he's anything like he was in season 10 he's gonna confront and he's gonna (laughs) yeah he's gonna stir up some things for the better or for worse so yeah he's playing it cool but I'm sure day 50 or whatever (laughs) he's I mean all at the end of the day all these people are competitors and are going to care Right. Even if they're, yeah. like, in it just for fun now, they're going to get invested, obviously, so. Yeah, I think this house is, yes, the money is amazing and it is life-changing, but also I think everyone here wants the title of Big Brother All-Star winner. One thing I really like, no matter what show it is, I like All-Star seasons because... On your first season, you're there to do as well as you can, and you don't know what you're doing, and you're figuring it out as you go along. But on an all-star season, I feel like everyone feels like they have something to prove. Whether they've won, and they're like, well, I've got to defend my title, or... I was a villain and now I want to show why I'm not that person, or I am a loser quote quote you know yeah I feel like everybody feels like they have something to prove so I think that's really exciting yeah Mm -hmm. it's a great motivation for everybody it is make the show really great but speaking of people who have something to redeem (laughs) we have last but not least first evicted but not really evicted (laughs) Mm mm-hmm you go ahead. <laughs> David. Yeah, yeah. David. <sighs> um, yeah, so David is one of those people who last year on BB21 fell victim to a stupid twist. I'm sorry, yeah, but it's stupid. I, I agree. And this is not specific to Big Brother. Amazing Race has done the same thing. And I think yeah. Survivor has too, right? For sure. For sure. Where... <laughs> You're cast, you're there, and then they pull something where there's a competition, and if you lose, you go home right then. Yep. And I think it's so unfair. Like, I'm sorry, but, you know, it's one thing to be first voted out. Like, yeah, that sucks, but at least that's part of the game, and you know that's a chance. Yeah. But, like, to not even really get a chance, it's just, I think it's dumb Especially in a competition, like, we're in a dark room and have to find a way out. Like, it's just, I think it's dumb. Um, But I love David. I, and we've barely seen him. Of course, it was good that he got to, like, stick around with the camp comeback situation last year. But, I mean, he never got to play. And um, I just think he would have been so good. And he seems so nice. I would totally be interested in <laughs> getting to know him. <laughs> David, slide into, slide into Callan's DMs after this 
if you ever listen to this, you know, after um, your three months are up and you've brought home the bacon, I will be here. <laughs> um, I just think he seems like such a good guy. And I feel like, like on the feeds today, I was seeing him just like bopping around, talking to everybody and just like having good, just genuine conversations and yeah, um, just seems like such a friendly person. So I really hope the my what I'm afraid of and I don't think this is gonna happen but I would be honestly so upset if people pull the well he's an easy target because he didn't really play before thing I hope that does not happen yeah me too I have a feeling it won't I hope not (laughs) uh because I do think that he proved just in that he yeah he wasn't in the game but he was still living in the house he was still playing like he yeah. is a people person and I love the clip that they included of him telling Kat like um yeah there are alliances in the house and he knew exactly who everyone was aligned yes. with and I do think he was somebody who the show really could have lost such great potential in him so I'm really glad to see him back I think he's again like we said the one of the themes of this season is redemption and I think he is totally going to redeem himself Mm -hmm. on this on this season yeah and I mean you're right in that obviously production sees a lot of potential with him or they wouldn't bring him back um and like even on the finale last season he handled himself so well with all the Mickey stuff and I don't know I just think he's really like an honorable person and I'm curious just to see what he does because, yeah, he he was, like, on top of it. Like, he wasn't in the game, but he was paying attention to everything so that if he was able to get back in the game, he would not be just a lost puppy, you know? Right. And yeah. I don't think other people would be that proactive. So that was really impressive to me. So, yep. I am super excited. And like he said, he was never evicted. So he's basically a winner. (laughs) Exactly. Just the opposite. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) He just didn't get the confetti. But I will never say that again in reference to Big Brother. Because that and Watermelon and Chess and Checkers. I think those those are retired. I just realized. um, I don't know if we want to go through the HOH competition. But... Spoiler alert, uh, Cody Calafuri won HOH, and I just realized that he won with 22 seconds, and it is Big Brother Season 22. Wow, that was very ironic. observant of you. Why, thank you. <laughs> I don't, yeah, maybe that's a sign for him, you know? You never know. We, I mean, we don't have to go crazy about, like, in-depth of the HOH, but... Let's touch on the thing people are talking about on Twitter as far as the men versus women thing. And you've read about it, so you can explain it a little better. Yeah, I have heard and seen some tweets people have thrown out there about, um, you know, the there were four groups of four, um, two groups of men, two groups of women. And it was kind of... Um, I don't know what the word is, but annoying for me personally that only two women made it to the final part of the HOH and four of the men made it to the final HOH. So 
the women visually seem to have a harder time with the table maze. I don't know, you know, there's speculation as to why it was so difficult for the women to do it. Um, some people said it was because they had to go through the maze longer than the men did as far as like its placement for where they needed the ball to go. And I did see, I know, Callan, you had mentioned to, to me, you heard someone say how heavy the table maze is, which it looked visibly heavy. And I, I can't remember who it was who said, wow, this thing's heavy or something like that. Um, so people I, I've seen on Twitter say, you know, that's not fair. Um, as in like, it's, it wasn't a fair competition between men and women. Um, my personal take on it, I, I can understand where people are coming from as far as it seems like it's not fair. It doesn't seem like it's equal as far as like the placement of the balls and considering how heavy the table maze is. I think specifically what bothered me was people who make assumptions that women can't like we don't have the capacity to hold heavy objects and that for some reason we have to lighten the load for the women in order to make it equal against a man um personally I don't agree with that I think that if you put me against a guy who's like the same age and has like the same workout regimen um I think I would I don't think there's a biological reason for me to lose against that person personally Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I can understand the argument, but to me, in this specific situation at least, if you look at the people that advanced, one of them was Nicole A., which we talked about, mm-hmm. and she would say this too, is that she's not known for her strength. I mean, she's just a tiny girl. Right. And so... She obviously completed the maze. Um, So as far as, like, the heaviness of it, I I don't really feel like that was the reason, just watching it. My personal opinion was I didn't really love the fact that, like, the both groups of women had the spaces on the maze towards the far back, like you said, of the board. Right. And I feel like it should have been divided evenly as far as yeah. that goes. Um, and I... Also, I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say that I don't think that was necessarily intentional for like, oh, let's try to prevent women right. from advancing. I just think that was poor planning and a learning moment because it just wasn't quite fair. Right, yeah. And I don't think it was from a gender perspective. I think it was more like... You know, you want it to be evenly spread amongst everyone. Um, Then again, I wasn't a big fan of the table maze to begin with. Um, I don't know how you felt about having a live HOH, the premiere of the night. Um, I kind of, I kind of go back and forth because I do think it would be, it's a fun idea to literally have an HOH competition the moment you walk in the door. But also, I think I would have loved to see all of those people reuniting in different ways. Like, seeing um, 
uh, who can I think of like uh, Tyler and Bailey connecting again and like how would that work um and especially like Kaser and Janelle like spending all those times more so on the gameplay and them interacting for the first time I think I would have preferred that more than a competition but at the same time I can understand why they made the competition choice for the premiere yeah, I think it was exciting to have a live competition because I feel like it threw you like right into the game. Like, oh my gosh, yeah, adrenaline. I feel like it was a lot of added stress on them. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, so I don't know that they were like thrilled about it, but I mean, I agree. I could have watched two hours of them just like reuniting. <laughs> Maybe yeah. not everyone would be on that page, um, especially like if you don't know who some of them are, but. I feel like the table maze was not a great choice for, like, a four-minute limit. I think yes. they should have done something that was, like, it can be done quickly. It's just yeah. who can do it the quickest. You know, I just right. feel like having it to where it's likely that not even two people will advance is yeah. not the best situation. So, and I do feel like, and I think Cody is feeling it, is that people don't have time to, like, get even barely into the game before some people are nominated you know they don't have a week or two which is fine but it's just like they don't even have like a moment to breathe and like you already have someone in charge so I don't know I'm curious to see how that plays out but um as far as the second part of the HOH um (laughs) I just Y'all, I, when I saw the stars that were wobbly, you had to, like, run across them. All I said was, Christmas better not break her foot again on this thing. Because it was, like, made for that. Because, I mean, it was like watching Wipeout. Yes. I had that same thought. (laughs) It was, it was funny. Part of you was like, oh, my gosh, please fall over. But at the same time, I like those people, so I don't want them to do that. But, oh, my goodness. Yeah, Cody ran away with that season. That not season. Huh? Maybe he will. I don't know. But <laughs> he ran away with that competition for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, Ian seemed like he had it there for a second. But uh, he was, like, moving. Yeah. I was like, can he, like, analyze these steps? <laughs> Um, and see, like, what are going to move. Now, that, the funniest thing was, um, was it Nicole that, like, (laughs) (laughs) yes, she stepped on the wobbly one and fell. And then when she went back, she stepped on that one again. And I feel like, I think it's when she fell the first time. She said, like, I'm sorry. (laughs) Like, she was apologizing to someone. Yes, she did say sorry people on twitter were laughing about that and then they're laughing because the camera caught danny's face when she when she went back the same way danny was just like what What are you you doing doing? (laughs) it was so good i'm curious to hear uh (laughs) nicole's diary room on that to if she can give some type of like explanation like i don't know if maybe she was thinking like they change oh i don't know like i wonder what her thought process was like is this like um what's the game where you have the big hammer and you're like whacking the wombats or whatever oh whack-a-mole 
whack-a-mole, not a wombat. I don't know what I was going to do with that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, like, I don't know if it was maybe like that to where she thought it was going to change. And she was like, oh, maybe if I go to the same one, it won't do it again. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But yeah. to me, I'm like, uh, I don't think Big Brother's challenges are that, like, <clears throat> are that, in, like, you know, just super <laughs> in-depth. Yeah, the technology is not quite there yet, I don't feel like. <laughs> Especially in what situation we're in right now. Right. And considering it was the live episode. Mm-hmm. Kind of like they got to put that together real quick. But True. Yeah. That was a really funny moment. <clears throat> Another funny moment <laughs> was, uh, so Cody won HOH. The other four people um, got envelopes. Christmas won $5,000. Shocker. And then Ian, Nicole, and Kevin were all have-nots, which let's hope that they do better than they did last season and they actually enforce the rules. But another funny moment to me was them going to the HO... I'm not, sorry, not the HOH room. Huh, the opposite. Um, Them going to the have-not room and not being able to open the door. Yes. That was live TV at its finest. Exactly. Exactly. And I mean... If anyone knows how to handle live television and the crazy things that happen with it, it's Julie Chinman does. So true, she can just like play it off so easily. I admire it so much. She's just she's a pro. So <sighs> just kidding, just kidding. If you don't sit down, I'm gonna evict you. So <laughs> <laughs> she makes me laugh because she's so funny. She tries. She- I mean, she used to like, especially like season one, she throws jabs at these people and I love it. True. But yeah, she like, she'll end it with like, just kidding. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> let it sit for a second. Like, we know you're yeah, kidding. Yeah, let it simmer for a minute. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we got you. <laughs> but yeah, she's the best. Do you have any final thoughts? I'm curious to see how people align based on you know what seasons they've been on together and I know we've touched on that but there's just a lot of connections and yeah I I don't know I feel like one that I'm curious about is Janelle and Ian because Hmm. they were technically on the same season right and I feel like people might forget that so maybe that'll work in their favor um yeah of course the Janelle Kaser curse I hope it's broken um me too for both of their sakes. I, I'm with you. I'm very curious to see who's going to align with who, who's going to throw the first punch. Um, but I'm also really excited to see who's going to be able to redeem themselves um, and who <laughs> maybe uh, will worsen the position that they were in before. So it's exciting. I'm super excited that Big Brother's back. It's going to be great. So good. And we need to call it here first. We mentioned there's a a couple that we're shipping. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I don't know if anybody still says shipping, but. um, (laughs) That is kind of an old term, maybe. I just feel like, I'm sorry, but Memphis and Keisha are both single and they have a history and they were both dating people when they were on BB10. True. So, you know, locked in a house together for a while. They're both, like, mature, 
you know? Yeah, they both have grown, and they're both in the restaurant industry, so yeah. I know they would go on some pretty amazing dinner dates, I'm sure. True. I guess that's a wrap, huh? I guess so. It's been fun. Our first episode is really exciting. It. I feel like the word of the night is exciting. Um, it, it really is. I, I think that's definitely in the word count of uh, top words, probably. Yeah, like take a shot. I hope we should have said take a shot every time we say exciting. <laughs> yes, um, that's a great idea. Maybe we should implement that moving forward. If you listen all the way to the end, I appreciate it. I know we both do. Definitely. I know this is a long one. This is a long one. And I, I wanted to say that is I feel like, um, you know, there. I also I need to stop saying I feel like I either do or I don't <laughs> like that's such a non-committal term. I'm going to work on that. But, yeah, um, I don't think, you know, they're all going to be this long. Obviously, we had a lot to unpack from the Absolutely. premiere. And like we mentioned, we're going to keep talking about Big Brother as the season goes on. But we have a lot of other fun topics to cover, which I'm definitely thrilled about, not excited about. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just have to get out the thesaurus and put it up on the the computer to look over but we definitely want to hear um any reviews that you have of our podcast any suggestions that you have of shows any beverages you want us to try hit us up yeah um you can follow us on instagram at pop culture on the rocks podcast you can follow us on twitter at pop culture otr because they have a 15 character limit in their username so i couldn't fit it all (laughs) um and then yeah i mean if you're listening to this you already found it on line to listen to so you're a step ahead um but yeah you can leave us a rating and a review and um we would love to hear your feedback and share it with your friends also send us an email if you're into that um if you have comments or suggestions you can email us at popcultureotrpodcast at gmail.com so I feel like in conjunction with those things, we need to have like a P.O. box, like for people who want to send snail mail, you know? Oh, yes. I, we love <laughs> mail. We used to be pen pals. So it's true. We were. So maybe we'll have to make that happen if people are like, yeah, I want to send you a postcard. I love that. I love yeah. I love mail. So if you're more of an old fashioned person like me and Elizabeth Bennett and Callan, <laughs> then we would love that. For sure. Well, um, I think this has been really fun, and I can't wait to hop back on the live feeds and see what's going on. Yes, I'm so excited to stay up way later than I should. It's going to be awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. All right. Well, thank you all for listening to Pop Culture on the Rocks. (laughs) Again, a sizzle. (laughs) Like we're cooking up bacon (laughs) every time.